This is a state of energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, executive director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Uh, you can learn more about us at thestateofenergy.com. Get the facts on exactly what propane can do to improve your life. The list is very long, folks. You'll be amazed. Also utilize that propane locator tool. Go to thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, let's discuss energy resiliency. Uh, in case folks haven't heard, uh, crude oil stock has fallen into negative territory. I mean, they're literally paying people to show up at the refineries and take away barrels. Uh, okay, that's a little bit. No, it's not that to that point yet, but it's a bit more complicated. But what does this mean with the crash of the oil prices? What does that mean for the future of gasoline, Tom? And contract, contrast that with propane. Let's talk about what what just happened recently with the crude. There's a lot of news articles uh, showing that crude, you're exactly right, traded in negative territory. We got to kind of understand what that means. Is it? It's it's not that it's it's not sustainable. You can't you can't obviously produce a product and and pay people to take it. But there's obviously some traders that uh, have contracts with crude producers that had no place to put the gas where they, instead of getting um, penalties on not fulfilling their contracts, they were actually paying people to take it. So there's a trader and a producer involved that got sideways. So the news picked up on this and, and told everybody the sky's falling and, and oil prices are, are people are going to pay you to take oil. That's not entirely the case, but it did happen. Um, so what does that mean for the future? That means that you will only pay somebody to take your product once because <laughs> the next time you're just going to say, let's stop making this now. Right. Cause this is not sustainable. So what that, what that means is they're going to stop producing as much oil. So the, the crude production is going to come to a halt. And there, and there's a ripple effect when we shut oil wells off. Yeah, the, it, it it's you just don't shut down a well and then everybody walk away and you say, okay, let's come back in a month and we'll just start we'll get back to business as usual. It, it, there's all sorts of complications with starting production up again. So the solution to the refineries is we'll just stop producing gasoline. We'll stop producing diesel. We'll stop producing jet fuel, or we'll cut our productions way down. So, what is that? How does how does that affect you, Rand? You might see um, a drop in gasoline availability in a point where, like the mar the uh, economy could return, but we could have an oil shortage at the same time. Exactly. So we're we're already talking about let's restart the economy in slow phases. But at the same exact time, we're talking about let's stop oil production. So there's going to be a lapse in between the time that the economy kicks in and the oil production starts being produced again. So this there's going to be a window that's going to be a little bit hard to navigate for a business that utilizes um, transportation as their key part of their business. And we've talked about um, transportation and how propane can be a, a is a transportation fuel. So what we want to tell people about today is you could potentially 
have your vehicles that are a big part of your business run on both propane and gasoline so that when this time comes and it's going to come where there's not enough crude in production to keep up with the new demand when the economy gets going, that there's going to be either a spike in prices of gasoline or there's going to just be there's going to be people that don't have it available. And if you're an, uh, your business relies on that, you should seriously consider having your vehicle run on dual fuels. And when I mean dual fuel, I mean your vehicle runs on propane and gasoline at at either time. So if you want to extend your range and you have a, a 30-gallon propane tank and you have a 30-gallon gasoline tank, you'll be able to go and do your thing and get back to your business without having to worry about where I'm buying my gasoline and where and how much I'm paying for it. So I, I don't have a crystal ball or I wouldn't be here right now, right? I would have. I would, <laughs> yeah. You would have been I on would, the Super Bowl winner last year and uh, w- been on the beach in Hawaii. Well, with uh, Gronk joining Brady, I would have put some money on the Buccaneers, but. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but what I'm, what I'm, saying is you can follow the money and you can see that nobody's going to give away their product or pay people to give away their product very long and continue to produce this crude. So it's, it's the, the signs say this is going to happen, protect your business, protect your investments and go out and get a, get your, some of your fleet converted to propane so it can run on propane and gasoline and so you can continue to be a viable service to your community. Well, it's a great opportunity. We've talked about this in the past where, you know, don't let a, a crisis, you know, go untapped. This is a great time to review what you're doing if you have a fleet of trucks. Uh, you can protect your business by having buy fuel vehicles, propane and gasoline, like you were talking about. And actually, the World Truck Show happened in March in Indianapolis. Uh, and of course, there's a lot of talk uh, <clears throat> about what the best fuel is. Uh, of course, electric uh, vehicles were, you know, had a lot of people talking about that. But noticeably, the key propane vehicle stakeholders were very enthusiastic about the future of propane uh, and with their vehicles and what propane is going to be able to do with these vehicles, especially with the class three through sevens. Yeah, that's that's the the, the bigger vehicles are they're just not sustainable on electricity. Uh, so we those bigger delivery style vehicles that people want to clean up their footprint on the environment. So they they're seeking propane to help solve that problem. And electricity is just not a viable solution for that. And it, it won't be for a very, very long time, if at all. And what's the, and what's the carbon footprint going to be? Because that's something that people just keep overlooking. Electricity, it's great. It's going to save the environment. Okay, what did it take to make this vehicle or this product that runs on electricity? People would be surprised. Yeah, there's there's a lot of discussion uh, with, around the world about what the actual cost and the benefit of having electric vehicles and what the cost to the environment is for electric vehicles. It's a lot greater than what people think of watching a, a car drive buzz past them where they can't uh, hear it or smell it or or see the emissions, but the actual environmental cost to that is way greater 
than what what the general public actually assumes. So, Tom, with all of the chaos that's going on with crude oil prices, um, how does that affect propane? So that that's the beauty of propane is we have an abundant amount of propane. We we actually uh, produced. 20 billion gallons and only utilize 10 billion. So we have 100% extra propane that we've been exporting and storing around, and we're not reliant on crude only. We Most of our propane comes from natural gas production, which is the biggest... Uh, is the biggest source for heating homes. So, and that's American. That's that's uh, propane commandment number two. It's American. <laughs> propane commandment number three is that it's abundant and it's right here in the United States. So you won't have to worry about no propane when there's no gasoline. You're listening to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Learn more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com.